a, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and cut. Take three. <laughs> Take 97. Let's go. Take four. <laughs> we'll just have bleepy bloopers because that's fine. They're always fine. My name is Arden Schiller and I'm an online business coach. I'm here to help you grow without the hustle and grind, embrace the space and the in-between, and find joy and fulfillment in your business. So today we're going to dive in and talk to my former mentor and good friend, Kendall Strample, who also runs the Wealthy Women's Business Academy. And I'm super excited because not only are we really going to dive into the gifts that women have as business owners, but really leaning into our intuition and how it supports our business. So, hey, Kendall, thanks for thanks for joining. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the, the first thing is like, for you as a business owner, tell everyone like a little bit about you, what you do and, and how you yeah. show up in business. Yeah, sure. So um, I basically started my company back when I was 18 years old and I started my fitness business first, which is Fierce to Fit Coaching. And um, the reason it was really a catalyst was because I recovered from an eating disorder and I was diagnosed with an eating disorder at age 15. And um, through that, obviously it's building a lot of resilience. I learned a lot, which, you know, you kind of almost become like obsessive with food. So it puts you towards this, this path where when you build the resilience, it's like, if you can take that energy you had from that bad thing, you put it into something really good. Right. And so for me personally, that was becoming a fitness coach. Like I didn't want other people to go through the same thing that I went through. And so when I was 18, I was in my freshman year of college. I was like, forget this. I'm making like trainerized programs in school. And I was like, I'm going to just drop out. Like I literally just dropped out of school and was like, I'm going to move across the country to California. My parents thought I was psychotic. At the, they thought I, that I was psychotic <laughs> at the time. And I still did it anyway. And, um, Feels. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up going all into my fitness business. And back then I was 18, I was making like $3,500 a month. I thought that was like baller back then, which it is for an 18 year old, by the way, it is definitely, for oh, an yeah. 18 year old. definitely. Um, and yeah, just my trajectory, my path just kind of evolved over time and kind of cool. Cause we'll talk about this, but a lot of just intuitive pulls of, um, you know, learning more of like what people needed from me based off of what I'd learned. And a lot of coaches saw me online fitness coaching. And then when COVID hit back in 2020? 2020. Wow. 2020. Holy crap. I can't believe that was almost three years ago. I know. I know. And I mean, it was like, a, it was almost like a blessing because online coaches or personal trainers couldn't really coach in person anymore. So I was like, okay, let me just go all in on business coaching. I already had like a few people on my roster at the time. And, um, that's when I really decided to dive into business coaching. I'm sure we'll get into more of this, but I've rebranded ever since as well. And it's evolved a bunch. So, um, long story short, that's the last six years of my life. An incredible six years. And I'm grateful because in 2020, that's when I met you and was able to do your program as an online fitness coach. I know. Right. Um, and, and you were really able to support me through scaling my business, which makes me a business coach today. Yeah. So I always need to be a business coach. <laughs> I know. I remember, you like told me calls. you were like April, 2021. I still know like the day I was like, okay, maybe in a year. And then I started business coaching April, 2022. I was like, there we go. So sweet, sweet. So, okay. So you shifted from online fitness coaching to business coaching. You still have your fitness company, mm-hmm. right? And what made you or what, what part of you knew that you wanted to be a business coach? Cause I know you said like, you know, people started 
becoming online coaches during the pandemic, but why you, like what made it you? Yeah. So I launched business coaching or I kind of kept it really low key and I was just taking one-on-one clients all of 2019. And, um, essentially through that, I learned a lot. Like I learned so much through just having one-on-ones and I realized that what I was really good at was attraction marketing. So I realized, okay, I can build a big following. I can build up my social. Um, and I can also help people who don't have a big following at least get their audience bought into them. And so for me personally, I knew that was a gift and I was like, okay, I love doing this. I love social media just in general. And then as more and more people started reaching out to me, it was almost like a calling. It was like the same thing with fitness coaching. When I started fitness coaching, I had multiple women reach out and be like, Hey, do you do this online? And I'm like, is that even a thing? (laughs) Like you can do that. I was like, even you can do that. Um, and the world of social media was pretty new back then. I think this was like 2017 when I started fitness coaching and, um, Instagram had only been around for, you know, a few years at the time. So it was more of a poll. Like it was more of people were asking me to, do the thing. And I think a lot of that just came down to having like social proof and having mm-hmm. credibility. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And like, with that being said too, like, did you already have those like traits around, like you enjoyed teaching other people and you wanted to help other people get to where you were? Or do you feel like throughout the journey of like coaching others, you're like, shit, I got to figure this out. Like, yeah. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, I'm like huge on personality testing and (laughs) understanding your zone of genius. Like one of the big things I do is I help business owners fill out teams. And so in order to build a solid team, like you have to build around your zone of genius. And for me, my zone of genius is actually more of the mechanical side of business. So looking at more of, um, you know, the building aspect, the system aspect, and I knew I was really good at that stuff too. And so I didn't really love the whole teaching side as much as I realized But it kind of evolved over time because when you master something, it's a lot easier to teach. And then when you learn about consciousness and intuition and all these things, it's a lot easier to also educate people. So um, I think I kind of learned to love the teaching aspect over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, More importantly, I just love the transformation piece, which makes, you know, the vision and the everything else just so much more clear. No, I agree. And like for me, especially I came from being a teacher. So my favorite part was like the coaching and the teaching. And it was mm-hmm. like the back end systems were the things that I had to learn. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But the second I was able to like get organized, it was like, yeah, like I just kept going. Right. So I agreed though, but it was like totally opposite. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to teach people. And then I was like, Oh my God, there's so much more to business than just mm-hmm. coaching. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Agreed, agreed. That's, that's the hard part. I think with a lot of coaches too, is they get into coaching and whether you're a fitness coach or business coach or content coach, whatever it is, like you think you get into it and you're like, Oh, I'm just like going to teach people macros and nutrition. And you're like, wait, there's like this whole like legality side and then business side. And, um, I think like, you know, the premise of this, like jumping into intuition and stuff too, is it kind of adds those layers where it makes it harder to be as creative because you're so Mm -hmm. focused on like, Oh, now I've got to learn all these different things, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I was like really grateful when I first started coaching, I had a pretty solid, like older support system and Mm -hmm. team that was like, Hey, like Arden, you have to make sure that you're paying your employees this way. You have to get this in place. And like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea about any of that before I even started coaching. And so I'm really grateful because I wasn't just like (laughs) illegally coaching for a while, which I know a lot of coaches have done. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they come to me, they're like, Oh my God, I didn't even know you were supposed to share a contract when you sign a client I'm like yeah actually you should have a contract yeah we gotta learn the business side right exactly 
So what do you think for you, since you've made like a big shift from fitness to business and you are obviously growing your business coaching and supporting all these women with business coaching, where do you think they struggle the most with following their gut or their intuition? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is such a good question. Um, this is like something I address every single day with people <laughs> is this exact question. Right. Um, and I don't think they even realize they can't follow their intuition. I think that's the thing is they don't even understand what tapping into intuition is because we add on so many layers of conditioning. Like it is insane <laughs> how much conditioning and some of us are more conditioned than others. And some of us break out of it earlier. And for example, even you like moving to San Diego, me moving to San Diego, like you get out of an environment that typically can add more of those layers of conditioning Mm -hmm. where it's not really growth oriented, or you're not even being asked to tap into who you are. And I think the reason so many people, not even just coaches, but people in general have a hard time tapping into their intuition is because they are afraid to get to know themselves. Number one, they are terrified to just sit with themselves, like go out to dinner and eat alone. Like so many people don't do that. And I'm like, what? I take myself out every Friday. Yeah. Like they're terrified to have free time or not feel like they're distracted or not be working. And so that's a catalyst for burnout. It's a catalyst for misalignment. It's a catalyst for just not being in tune. And so Mm -hmm. because so many people are afraid to meet themselves where they're at, they're not able to understand and peel back those layers of who they are. So I think that's one big thing is people are just really afraid to discover who they are Um, with the stillness that's what I call it like just sit with the the stillness yeah and so I think that's a huge part of it I think another part of it is you look at the space especially for fitness or even business coaching now um and it's competitive like it's really competitive there are so many Mm -hmm. people and so I think the big thing is you have all these like mentors or people that you look up to nowadays and you start to think to yourself okay well I want to be like them, or I want to create content like them because clearly it's working for them, Right. but they're bringing in their own story. They're creating original content. And now we have people just following trends, doing these like dances and making like really weird, not even weird, like though that kind of content is amazing. But when it's not in alignment with you, we can tell. We can tell when you don't want to be doing the dances, like you don't have to do them. Um, And I think that's the most difficult part that I see for a lot of people is they're showing up with something that they're not. Mm-hmm. And that also makes it even harder to tap in. Oh yeah. So. And like when you show up as what you're not, you're attracting the wrong audience, mm-hmm. which then makes it even harder to run your business. Mm-hmm. So yeah. agreed, agreed. And I think going back to like the whole coaching space and the competitive, I think there's so many mentors as well that like put their clients in such a box of like, you have to do it this way mm-hmm. that like, it actually stops them from feeling like they'll, they'll feel a resistance mm-hmm. towards their mentor. And then they'll be like, but I got to do it anyway, because my mentor said so. And mm-hmm. it's like, actually, no, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. So, and I think that's another thing too, is we have this whole movement going on with the masculine and feminine energy, which I'm such a big fan of. I'm so appreciative of it, but I think, um, I say, and one of the things with this, because I don't want to negate it, but, and the big thing with this is uh, I think oftentimes because we're getting so into preaching flow state, we also forget that there are basic principles and fundamentals of business. And I think what I preach every day. Yes. I (laughs) I saw your hashtag of the fundamentals. I was like, yes, this is, this is beautiful. This is what the business, this is what a business needs. And as somebody who has scaled a company up to seven figures, like 
I will only take advice from mentors that are in a position in with which I want to be in. And I think that's something that we have to look at in the space too, is like, of course, the uh, credibility building aspect for mentorship is there. But I think another big piece of it is, you know, can you still listen? Can you look at your mentor and be like, I understand why you're giving me the framework, but let me fill in the holes. And I think that's where like the whole intuition comes in is like, Mm -hmm. that's a proven framework. It works. I want to make it my own. And I think that's really important. I also think it's important to know when to challenge your mentors Mm -hmm. um, and when your ego is coming into play because you're afraid (laughs) because there's two different scenarios. It's, I don't like what my mentor told me to do because I'm fearful of doing it. And I don't like what they told me to do because that completely doesn't align with who I am. And I think we're not asking the questions of, is it really misalignment or is it fear? And I think that's what we just need to be asking more of to pull our intuition into business. I agree. That's a really good like way to say that too, because I think I've seen a lot of my clients where it's like fear and I'm like, okay, and this is what happens when we overcome it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think once you can overcome the fear, then you start to figure out who you are and create that alignment. So mm-hmm. then you start to even recognize the difference, mm-hmm. but first you have to overcome the fear to recognize the difference. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I agree. And like, um, going back to the fundamentals too, like I always say, you know, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, all these very Jeff Bezos, all of these people who have extremely successful companies, they didn't just like invent something, but they also did the fundamentals so consistently over and over with this invention and made it their own and were so aligned with it. That's how they were able to grow it. Because if we're just doing things from like whatever this specific model that our coach is telling us and that's it. And the fundamentals, it's like, you're not making it your own. Right. Right. And I think what's really hard too, is like as visionaries, because as a CEO, like you're a visionary is I think another thing that I'm seeing, and this is more so in the young entrepreneurship space. And this was my biggest bottleneck. Like this has been my biggest bottleneck. It's the reason I closed down my two agencies. It's the reason that I'm like focusing on going all in on business coaching is like, this is one thing every mentor ever has told me. And they've always told me, don't get shiny object syndrome. Like, mm. don't get shiny object syndrome, have a focus. Yeah. And I think what happens, what's happening is because we're focusing on the flow, we're focusing on the intuition, just so beautiful. It also sometimes can pull us in multiple directions. I think if you have a team, yes. it's crucial. Like you running an agency and then us both running fitness and business, <laughs> we're able to do it because we have awesome teams. I was going to say, yeah, like huge. I went to an event a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. I went through and I asked all the multimillionaires and I was like, okay, what would you say is like the num- the top three things that got you to where you are today? Mm-hmm. And like literally every single one of them mentioned having a good team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Having a great team. Like it's the, probably the only reason I can still have the fitness business is my operating director <laughs> and head coach. Like they're, they're angels. Like they help me run everything. And I've even taught them to tap in to be able to be intuitive with decisions. And I think another thing is I even did a call on this today is when you are clear on your vision, decision-making is easy. So it's like you're pulling in your intuition, right? Because you're looking at, okay, this is my pull towards the vision and everything has, your vision has to be the North star. It has to be the North star of your business. And I think so many people are like, Oh, if I just flow and create this intuitive pull, it's like, 
No, look at the <laughs> fundamental principle, which is your bit, like your, your vision. vision, your vision is the fundamental principle. And it should be so big too, that like pretty much everything you do want to do can be inside of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like bringing it to that North star. Right. And I think if you can install that in a team, like your team is going to continue to build for the vision and with the vision too. Exactly. So I think, um, you know, that was the biggest thing for me was recognizing there are some people who are such big visionaries that they want to create all these different programs and they don't even have their first five to 10 clients. And I'm like, Hey, focus on getting people in the door to master your offer. It's like what our Mosey says, you know, a hundred million dollar offer. It's like bring people in, you know, um, hard to fulfill, easy to sell, bring people in, sell them, learn what they need and then build out the offer. And then you can build out more and more, more, you know, exactly. I think that's something that is important with the structural side of business is, you know, looking more at like, where do you pull in intuition? And then where do you look at the fundamentals and principles? Exactly. No. And I love that. And I think, especially with like the, the difference between those two, it's like, it can really drive you. I don't know if you feel this way, but like in phases, mm-hmm. do you get a lot Absolutely. of that? Like there's some months that you're just like so flow and so intuition. And then there's other months where you're like, I got to sit down and like crack yeah. the whip. And yeah. 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 How does that show up in like your business? This is such a good question. So um, we have masculine Mondays over at our business. Um, we have the masculine Mondays. So Monday is my CEO day. It's like getting on calls with both my sales teams. It's getting Me on- too. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I just had to share that. You've got to set up the team, you know? Like a team- Monday, Monday yeah. CEO day. Yeah. So it's, it's my masculine Monday. So cute. it's like my leadership meetings, my sales meetings. You know, I love the masculine side of business. Like I thrive in the masculine side of business. So I actually reserve- almost like task orientation. So like my fulfillment days, which is Tuesday through Thursday, where I'm on one-on-one mastermind calls, that is so feminine. Like that is pure nurture. That is like, baby girl, I love you. Let me help you with your business. Like, I want to get close to my girls, you know, like that is my, my feminine flow inside of the business and on the business. And then I think for me in terms of seasons, this is huge. I think last year was a huge flowy feminine year for me. Um, I think I joined Artemis. I don't know if you ever remember me talking about him, but Artemis was one of my mentors is an absolute phenom. I love him so much. And even though he is a man, he is the one who really taught me to step into my feminine energy. He's like, you need to pull in the side of business as I'm literally watching this. I'm like looking behind us. We have a right and left brain. And I am, I'm thinking to myself, I look at this every day and I'm like, I need to step more into the creative side. And so he really helped me with that. And I think the first thing is, is when you're so used to hyper-masculinity, I don't know if you feel this right now, even, or like you felt it previously this year, but when you first get that taste of feminine energy in business, you're like, Oh my God, I love this. I need more of this. Like, let me just love you. And like, let me like, it's the best feeling. And so I think for me, like it was one of the big things is last year, I spent a lot of time just kind of like flowing and Mm -hmm. didn't really want to lean into it. And then this year, midway through, I was like, Oh, it's go time. Like I'm ready to now learn how to find harmony between these two. And that's when we had the rebrand. Yeah. So I love that. That's cool. And I agree. Like, I think I also, I don't know if you know about like the wounded masculine Mm -hmm. and wounded feminine. I think for a long time in my business, I was very wounded masculine. So I was so focused on just like hustle and grind the next step, the next level that I literally didn't care about 
anything else. I just like forgot the rest of my life. Um, and so now I feel like I'm at this place where I'm just really balancing that divine masculine mm-hmm. where I had to get there. And it's like, I literally show up and desire to work and I do it and I get it done and I execute effectively. And then I also have my divine feminine where I like actually flow. And when I want to take a break from work, I take a break when mm-hmm. I want to flow and desire to do some work, I'll flow and desire to do some work. So yeah, do you see a lot of that too recently? Yeah. I think a lot of it also comes down to like, speaking of like the divine feminine and things of that nature is I I think where I see it show up the most is in my client relationships. I was a huge people pleaser in business. Like let me mold my company to what you need. Let me mold my program to what you need. And now it's more of like, this is who we help. Are you game? And are you in? And like, these are the principles that are, business follows. And these are the fundamentals that we teach. And this is like the system and the process. Cool. Let's add your voice into it. You know, like, I think that's something I really started to embody is I was just unapologetically an advocate for my business and started to become an advocate. Cause I never used to advocate for it. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like you can work with us. Like we, ha- we do really good, but like, I wasn't really bothered too much. If like someone had sign on the phone, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll follow up on nurture. Now I'm like, no, it is my duty and responsibility to serve you. And I think with learning how to balance the energies, there's a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, full throttle movement and momentum yeah. because you're not constantly questioning your worth or value or program, you know? And I think for me, those were like the, the biggest things that when I got the harmony between the two, it was easy to take a day off and I still felt like I was giving the best service. Yes, I agree. Just like being able to just finally like own it, like step into it. And I I feel like that's been me recently. I'm like owning the shit out of everything I do. And it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the part of that too is I think a lot of people look at flowing and like getting into the divine feminine (laughs) and they think to themselves, you know, Oh, I can't be potent or I can't be like a huge advocate. And it's like, you can go full you 100% throttle. Can. Go full throttle. Like, yeah, you this know? is your shit. Yeah, Do it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, is there anything else that you want to add, like one action step or takeaway that someone could do who's listening, starting a business or in business right now, and they're like kind of at this point of like choosing whether to follow their intuition or if it's actually fear or resistance? Because I felt like that was really huge what we talked about. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest that they should do right now to like overcome that? So this is like really mundane and it's almost kind of like funny when you think about it. And this is a tip that I talk to all of our students about, and I want you to think about it like this. I'm going to give you guys an example. And the biggest thing about business is showing up consistently. And like you and I are very fortunate. And I know this might sound crazy to some people listening. We're very fortunate because we went through some hard shit. Like we've been through, like, I know, I know Arden. We talk about our stuff all the time. (laughs) My girl, like we talk about our shit all the time. And like, we've both been through the ringer with so many different aspects of our life. And because of that, we've been fortunate to build resilience and choose resiliency. And I think a lot of the times too, some people don't have they don't celebrate their failures the way that we have, or they don't build their resilience the way that we have. And it's really important to celebrate failures. And so one thing that I can say is learn to show up for yourself, even on the days that it's hard. And a really easy way to do this is two minutes a day, pick something that you can do for two minutes a day, whether it's like, you want to learn to shuffle. So you go do it for two minutes a day, something you've been putting off, texting your family, make connections for two minutes a day, just do something for two minutes a day for the next 30 days. And even if it's small, it's mundane, it'll get you in the power of showing up and creating discipline. And I think that's 
the most important thing that you can develop from business. Yes, I so, so, so agree. And and then it's soon, it's like you have this whole fundamentalist too. And you're like, oh, this was easy. I'm already done. Like, dang, I did all the fundamentals. So it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So awesome. Cool. Well, where could everybody find you on Instagram or on Facebook? Sure. Instagram is my main <laughs> platform. If you guys just want to follow my main page, it's just my full name, Kendall Strample, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-S-T-R-A-M-P-E-L. And then you guys can find in my bio, you'll see that I have my podcast in there and the other two pages if you guys want to check out the two companies that I'm the founder of. Yeah, thank you so much for joining Growing to a CEO's yeah. podcast and really happy to have you on here. After you <laughs>